Hey everybody and welcome to Growth Week. We are so excited to be bringing you a brand new episode of our growth content. As you know, we are committed to helping you grow in every aspect of your life. And like I said last month, as a church, we're going through a whole lot of changes. We were going through that whole process of innovation, which was one of our talks. And uh, I I was already beginning to tell you that things were going to be a little bit different. For some of you, you've already heard. But yeah, Robin is no longer with our team and she's relocating to the UK. So having said that, we're going to have to change the way we do Growth Week. I'm still here. I'm still available to lead and host you. But I'm going to be bringing in a whole lot of different voices from time to time. And for this month, I am going to be having a conversation with my favorite person in the whole world. So my wife is going to be joining us for this growth week. So, hey, Reddy, how are you doing? And welcome to Growth Week. Hi, Pastor Justin, and hello, everybody. Um, It's really exciting for me to be on this platform, my first time, and um, it's going to be awesome. We're going to be talking about some very interesting things. So get excited and get prepared, and it's going to be good. It really is good to have you ready. Last month, I was sharing with our podcast listeners that we were going to be out in the mountains and we had a good break. Yeah, I promised to share a little bit from the mountains. And what really stood out for me this time around ready is that day we decided to go up the mountain to just go pray. For me, it was quite a growth experience because the last time we attempted doing this, there was so so much resistance with the baboons and all sorts of things. But this time around, we really just kind of went further than we've ever been in terms of height and in terms of spiritual growth. So yeah, that was a really good time for me. Yeah. And I think that's um, one of the key things that stood out. It became a highlight of the whole holiday. And I know it's something that people would not embark on doing on their holiday. You People never do spiritual things. Or, well, I shouldn't say never, but seldom do spiritual things when they're on holiday, because for them, that's the time to just relax and unwind and just kick back and close everything behind. But for us, we believe that uh, we are firstly spirit beings before we are human beings. So if we relegate our walk with God and our relationship with him to what we do in church, then we have missed it. So he is always part and parcel of everything that we do. So that's why we felt like even though we're going to spend time alone together as husband and wife, it's going to be a time of just spending with God as well. He has to be a part of it. And that just changed the whole uh, perspective on, on, on the holiday. So it was it was a wonderful time. And for me, that was my take home. All right. So this week, we are going to be talking talking about an interesting concept which you'll find all over the New Testament. It's this concept of putting on Christ. And I believe if you've been hanging around Christians or you've been within Christian circles for a while, you probably have heard of this phrase, maybe in a sermon or maybe in just deep spiritual conversations. But for most of us, this kind of leaves us wondering, you know, what does it really mean? And so this week we are going to be unpacking what it means to put on Christ. And hopefully we are going to help you to do this on a daily basis yeah so the whole aspect of putting on christ you know when you hear of it it can be a simple thing or it can be a very difficult thing but at the end of the day it's a daily thing it's not something that you do once and then it is done just like when you're putting on your clothes you change clothes on a daily basis you change outfits as the occasion demands so the same thing when we're talking of putting on christ it's not something that you do once and then it's done i love the imagery that you brought in of just us changing clothes in the natural 
natural. You know what? If we really dive deep into this aspect of just how we change clothes, we will gain a better understanding of what Paul had in mind when he said we must put on Christ. You know, this whole idea of um, Hollywood, you know, when when you have watched any of those uh, red carpet shows, they talk about who are you wearing? And that's going to be this, uh, the subject of this conversation. Who are you wearing? And you'd like, what do you mean, who are you wearing? But they mention the designer. So I'm wearing Gucci because the designer is Gucci. For us as Christians, if you call yourself a Christian, you are supposed to be wearing Christ. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Who are you wearing yeah and i think for the average person the whole aspect of who are you wearing is a bit of a strange thing because we never look at the brand we don't wear designer brands a lot of us it's for the rich and the famous Mm -hmm. and uh we just go into a general store and we buy our clothes and we don't look at the brand we just look at the style and we look at the fit and most importantly we look at the price Mm -hmm. so as we're talking about who are you wearing it's it's something that we actually have to consciously mind uh, so that we understand that it's not a what, it's a who. So just have that mind shift, that paradigm shift that it's not a what, it's a who. And as long as you're looking at the what, you're going to miss the whole picture. I like what you said about, you know, the average person is not worried about who I'm wearing because we're not thinking of that. And you almost brought in this idea of classes. So it is true that clothes can say a lot about who you are. And whether you're wearing designer brands or you're just wearing like, you know, any other pep kind of Mr. Price kind of clothes, the style you choose to wear says a lot about you. Remember, I don't know if you remember those days, my my old days, I used to wear baggy jeans and, you know, kept behind I the back. I didn't like it. <laughs> Why didn't you like my style? No, I, I mean, it was the in thing. For me, it was more of a gangster thing. It was too Americanism. And, and I felt it was not gentleman-like, you know. I thought it was like a gangster thing. And I just wasn't a gangster girl. I was just so into the executive look. So if you had hit me with a James Bond kind of look, I would have been like, let's go right now (laughs) and that's exactly what we are trying to say your clothes say a lot about you so you've mentioned about mike being rough and gangster so already that kind of fit communicates that you're trying to be gangster yeah and you you mentioned james bond and if i came with a james bond you kind of like you're executive so as christians when we hear putting on christ the very fact that you're wearing the brand christ must communicate a particular message and if you call yourself a christian and you're wearing um, I don't want to call it devil, but if you're wearing, some, you know, Christ, I don't know, what, what can we call it? But if you're wearing something that is other than Christ, that's what you're wearing and you're not wearing Christ. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of us, we go through our day-to-day routines wearing something else that is not Christ because life demands that we rise to a certain occasion. And I've seen, I'm sure you've, you remember the story. We, we had somebody who was a businessman mm-hmm. and their employees came to complain that the way they were being treated in the workplace was yeah. not uh, fitting with who this man was supposed to be as a Christian. And then when you had a conversation with him, uh, he had the audacity to say, 
if I'm at work, I have to be this aggressive person. Otherwise, they're not going to respect me and so forth and so on. Yeah. So a lot of us, because we live in a world that is high pressure, we live in a world that demands so much out of us and stress levels are at a peak. We feel if I put on Christ, I'm going to be a walkover. If I put on Christ, I'm going to be counterproductive. Sure. And people are so used to being driven. So yeah. I got to be aggressive. I got to be aggro. I got to be mean and so forth and so on. So we lay aside Christ and we put on devil really it's a, we put on the devil brand because we feel that is the only way we're going to be productive and that's the only way people are going to respect us in the workplace I, i've just found a better way of saying it without offending people out there so you don't put on the devil but you put in on the worldly clothes you don't put in on christ you put in whatever the worldly brand is and like what you rightfully say this is true of most of us we come to church with our sunday best which is associated with church and even our character we put on this character for sunday and then when we go out there we put on a worldly brand because you're kind of like hey i'm now in the office i have to put on an office brand but if you're really a christian you need to put on christ all the time you know i like this idea that comes to mind of the three stages of putting on christ because when you read it in the new testament reads they are three phrases that Paul uses and we have seen this in most of uh, Paul's writing where it's like it's done it's been done and it's going to be done kind of thing. So it's a process and you, you've already mentioned this. So when it comes to putting on Christ, Galatians chapter number three and verse 26 carries this idea that in Jesus Christ, uh, we all have become sons of God through faith. And for as many of you who were baptized into Christ, you have put on Christ. So the phrase there is you have already put on Christ. And we want to help people understand what does it mean? You are saying put on Christ and Paul is already saying you have already put on Christ. What does that mean to you? Mm. So when he says you have put on Christ, it means that the minute you are translated into the kingdom of light, the minute you uh, give yourself to Jesus Christ, you are baptized into him, you have put on Christ. So yeah. you put on a certain nature automatically. It's automatic. It's already done. You don't have to go searching for it. But then again, there are levels of that uh, putting on that happens. Yeah. So what I like about this idea of it's already done, it's almost like when you go into a shop, like you go into, I don't know, these designer shops that, you know, people shop in. Yeah, and I you go, don't know them. <laughs> What are you saying? No, no, no. You said designer shops. So remember, it's it's those places where they are buying their Gucci's, their guest clothes, and so forth and so on. We are just used to our regular brands that we get from Truett's, from Foschini, from Mr. Price, and those places. Yeah. All right. I thought uh, you're bringing in our marital struggles into this no, podcast. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just saying we we haven't a reason to that level where we drive, we fly to Paris to just go and buy Gucci. You know. One day, I'm just gonna put it out there. One day it might happen all right but anyway what we mean is that when you go into those shops okay let's let's take it to the common shop let you go into your foshini and you buy yourself an an outfit you're already on the outfit yes. even though you're not wearing it but it's already yours yeah. so this is the idea that paul has when he says you have already put on christ the moment you say yes to jesus it's like jesus the designer gives you everything that he has ever designed the bible says his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness so it's almost like he finishes you with 
everything you need whatever you are ever going to need in the future is like we've got a wardrobe for you you know like celebrities like um athletes you know like a federer can be dressed by nike so nike could say as long as you are playing whatever you need just go into the shop if you if you decide today i want to wear a cap just take it it's it's already available because we know who you are and we've given it to you in advance whether you wear it it's up to you and this is what christ has done for us is like i've given you everything you need for life and godliness whether you actually put it on is a different story but you have it in your wardrobe kind of thing Mm, I, i like that whole idea that um Christ gives you everything that he's ever designed. I mean, that's that's so beautiful, especially if we put it in the fashion world. Imagine going to a designer and they just say to you, everything I've ever designed is at your disposal. And I've got it in your size, in your style, in your favorite colors, whatever you need, it's already there. And the beauty about Christ is that you don't have to pay for it. It's already paid for in full. I love that. So now on the other side now, on the downside, the truth says everything has already been paid for and it's given and it's for us to access. But our problem is that we pick and choose what we want. So although things are given by Christ, there's certain things that he releases to us at a certain time because then we understand what they are. So if I go into a Prada shop where they've got shoes and if I've not learned how to walk in high heels, it's not ideal for me to go and put on high heels and think I'm going to run outside. I have to first learn. So certain things in Christ as Christians, it is our responsibility to mature to that level where we know what to wear and when to wear it and how to wear it, even though it's already given. So good. Uh, And sticking to that analogy of, you know, fashion industry, you can have access, like sometimes you can have a wardrobe full of all sorts of uh, high brand clothes, but if you're not a fashionist, you cannot match them well. And sometimes you actually pay somebody to say, hey, wear that and this and that for this occasion. And I think that's a whole part of the Holy Spirit saying, hey, today I need you to wear this because when you get to the office, you're going to need this attribute or this design for what uh, what the day holds for you excellent yeah and and that requires us being sensitive and being open to listen like how you were talking about celebrities so when they go to certain functions um they have a designer who walks with them or i don't know what they're called probably not a designer but or maybe a, a wardrobe artist yeah. that they go with who tells them what to wear at a certain time and how to put the colors together because that's their forte they are very experienced in those areas and they know what's best so as long as the celebrity is not listening to their wardrobe artist they're going to do their own thing and make a mess and then publicity is going to be like oh you don't know what you're doing so it is good for us as christians as well to know that holy spirit is like our wardrobe artist and he's there to advise us advise us on what to wear and when to wear it well i like the fact that uh even though i'm not a celebrity i've got uh an wardrobe artist you call them i've got somebody that tells me what to wear and it's it happens to be you babes if i'm wearing the wrong thing you're like uh why don't you change why don't you try it with this <laughs> and and many times i might not like the process of taking it off yeah. because i'd already dressed myself in a yeah. particular way but then when when i'm out there and everybody's like oh yeah you're looking good i'm like yeah my wife dresses me kind of thing yeah. and it's it's really good yeah and then there are times when you try to negotiate 
where you're like, no, 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 and you're trying to make me see why you've chosen that particular outfit. And sometimes and I, I get was, it right. Yeah, no, sometimes you get it right. Sometimes maybe I'm short-sighted, but what I love about Holy Spirit is that he's never short-sighted and he always gets it right. So when he says you must wear this, we must never try and negotiate because he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He knows much more than we do. So we've just taken a long time to describe that second part of, you know, putting on Christ where if you read scriptures like Romans 13 verse 10, it says we must put on, even though we have already put on Christ, he also says we must put on Christ and that's what we're talking about. It's this whole process. And then finally, there's a third process which is when you come across certain scriptures that say, not only do you have to put on, he says we are going to put on, and a scripture that comes to mind is First Corinthians chapter number 15 and verse 58. It carries this idea of this perishable body must put on imperishable. The mortal body must put on immortality, which means one day, it's not happening now, it's not going to happen tomorrow, but sometime in the future, we are going to put on this glorified outfit which is Christ himself and it's going to be so glorious it's like your designer has designed the ultimate uh you outfit. know outfit for you and he says one day when you are ready I'm just going to put it on you. And the good part about this, once you put it on, you never have to take it off. Yeah, that is just so awesome because that's the last part that Paul speaks of, of those three dimensions that we were mentioning. So that is the perfection of the done. So the doing no longer needs to carry on. It's not continual anymore, but it is finalized when we are given that final outfit that is just so magnificent, that is just so amazing. So it just it's just so brilliant. How God has made provisions, how Jesus Christ has made provisions even for our future. So like even with us right now, it's very seldom that you'd go and buy clothes for, for 10 years to come. Yeah. Because the fashion is going to change, right? And who knows, you might put on weight and you won't be able to fit in it. But God in his wisdom made sure that we have everything that we need for life and godliness and into eternity. It's already sorted. So good. Which brings us to the next obvious question. You know, we've spoken about what it means to put on Christ. Why do we really have to put on Christ? What? Why do you think it's important for us, Reds, to put on Christ as Christians? All right. So I, I feel it's, it's very crucial because... Uh, who you wear is who you are at the end of the day. Like how you were saying that um, clothes reveal so much about who we are and what we do and so forth and so on. So if we say we are Christians, people should be able to see it. And not just in what we say, but just looking at us, like how you can look at somebody who dressed who is dressed in um, uh, a work gear, you know, like the guys that dig, you know, the way overalls and stuff like this. Yeah. Just by looking at them, you can tell what they do for a living. Same with doctors and all these people that wear uniforms. So the same thing must be for us as Christians, that if we are Christians, we need to put on Christ so that when people look at us, they can identify us by how we are dressed. Now, one of the main reasons I really believe we need to put on Christ is when you go back to uh, the beginning, you know, when God created Adam and Eve, there's this idea that they lived in the garden naked and not ashamed. And that nakedness wasn't, they were not really naked. We, we know that they were clothed with glory. They did not even know or were aware of their nakedness because they were clothed in glory until they sinned against God. And then when they sinned, they, they saw that they were naked. So because of our fallen nature, all of us are born in this naked state. And even in the natural, when somebody is born, they're born na naked. And then you have to get clothes to clothe them. And so spiritually speaking, we are all naked unless we are clothed with Christ. And 
you know, what has happened over the years since the fall of mankind is that man has tried to clothe himself up. When Adam and Eve sinned, their immediate response was to cover themselves with fig leaves. So they looked for whatever they could find to make for themselves an outfit. And we call it uh, a fig leaf outfit because it was temporary. And Isaiah 64 and verse 6 carries this idea that all our righteousness is as filthy rags. So whatever we try and use to clothe our spiritual nakedness, is filthy rags. It's still going to expose us in one way or the other. And the Bible is full of stories like that, how men fell short of trying to cover themselves. And so here's what I want to say to you. As a Christian, you are supposed to be clothed, fully clothed with Christ. Otherwise, whatever you're trying to do, maybe you're trying to use Gucci, maybe you're trying to use some worldly standard, you're trying to do what your friends do, trying to fit into the society of today. All that will leave you naked and exposed. The only thing that can fully clothe you is Jesus Christ himself. When you look at the whole analogy of Adam and Eve, when they realized that they were naked, um, they looked to creation to cover them instead of looking to the creator sure. to cover them. And, so and we've all fallen under the same uh, curse where we are so short-sighted. We look to creation. We look to the world around us to cover our nakedness, to fix our issues, to fill the empty spaces that are on the inside instead of looking to the creator for that. And as long as we are looking to creation, we will always fall short. We will always have a deficit because creation can never satisfy. Only the creator can satisfy. Wow. I love that. That's so deep, Reds. Here's the truth. The creator then provided a way to clothe us and it was only Jesus Christ. He he sent his only son. He says, you guys are now naked and the only way you're going to be clothed is if you put on my son. And so he designed a garment that would clothe our nakedness. Mm. So yeah, talking about, you know, the fall of mankind, what mankind lost when they sinned against God was the nature of God. So we're not born. When I speak of nakedness, we're simply saying you have lost the, the nature of God. And yeah. so Christ came to clothe us, to restore us to the likeness of our father. Mm. And, and that's why we need him. That's why we need him so that we can be restored. Because creation, as much as we are looking to creation for our clothing, creation is awaiting the manifestation of the sons of God. And the sons of God are the ones who have the full nature of God. Because creation understands that when the fall happened, it also lost something. It also became exposed. And only those who have the nature of God can reconcile all things and bring back the first estate that was there. So when we put on the nature of Christ, we manifest as the sons of God that creation is awaiting. And instead of us being clothed by creation, we actually clothe creation with the nature of God because the nature of God was given to mankind. So good, right? So here's, here is the how. You know, we're talking about a design who has given us everything he has ever designed. Mm. So we can't even exhaust this subject in terms of what it really means to put on Christ because there are many attributes of God and many attributes of Christ that you need to put on on a daily basis so that you can reflect or accurately reflect the image of Christ. Mm. But let's talk about these three main attributes uh, of Jesus Christ that if you are wearing these you know, what I find interesting is that most people in the world, they know what Christians should look like. Yeah. You know, when, when you are behaving in a, in a way that is not like Christ, they will tell you, and you call yourself a Christian? Yeah. 
Why are they saying that? Because in their minds, they know that there are certain attributes that are not worldly. There are certain attributes that cannot be attributed to, say, Allah or to Gandhi or whatever, even though they might have kind of emulated them. But they really know that these attributes come from Christ. The very first one is my favorite and and it's the best of them all. So the first one that you can put on is love. Colossians chapter 3 verse 14 and this is what it says. And over all these virtues put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. So love is like the glue that brings everything together. And my favorite, one of my favorite scriptures on love is the one that we take from 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 4 to verse 8. And um, it is from that scripture that we have the theme that we are running with this year uh, as a church which is love your neighbor. And I love what you did in the beginning, Pastor Justin, and I'm sure everybody that heard those sermons can attest to this, that you unpacked that scripture on love in first Corinthians so beautifully and you made it so real and you opened our eyes to see how applicable it is in our day-to-day lives and so as we are seeing here in Colossians chapter 3 that it is the very thing that binds everything together because love just completes everything you know when you think about love and why it really identifies us as Christians and why we would call love a Christ-like brand is because Jesus himself said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. Not when you're going to church, not when you're carrying a a cross, not when you are carrying a Bible, but when you put on love, shall all men know that you are my disciples. So one of the easiest way to really identify with Christ is to put on love. And this is the truth that we find from the Bible, that God so loved us that he gave his only begotten son. So Christ himself was given out of love. So the wardrobe that God has given you, Everything that you are ever going to wear in Christ was given in love. God so loved you. He didn't ask you to work for it. He didn't ask you to pay for it. He loved you so much that he just gave you his entire design in Christ Jesus. I love how you put it that it's a Christ brand. It's not a world brand. It's not a man brand. It is a Christ brand because God himself is love. He is the source of love and love comes from him no one else nobody else and the world has tried to redefine it and put it in a in a very impoverished way and try to diminish its light but when you take it back to the source it is god who is the source and so it is a christ brand and you cannot put on love if you don't understand how much you are loved so when we come to realize that jesus christ loved us so much that he came and he died for us we then can put it on and wear it with pride and it's like a garment that is tailor made just for you and the second thing that you need to put on if you're serious about putting on Christ is I I really believe that you cannot put on Christ and fail to have this attribute or this virtue in your life. In Ephesians chapter number four in verse 24, the Bible says, put on the new self. So the idea here is you put off the old self and you put on the new self. And he says, put on the new self that is created like God in true righteousness and holiness. So this new self is designed. The designer designed the wardrobe according to his true nature. And his nature is found in righteousness and holiness. One of my pet peeves at this moment is so many Christians out there or people that claim to be Christians who are not living like Christians at all. Mm. You know, like they outrightly 
are following ways of the world and yet they've got the audacity of saying i'm a christian and i'm like mm. what's christian about you and one of the things that we need to come back to is christ expects us to be righteous and he expects us to be holy and i'm not talking about self-righteousness i'm not talking about yeah. you know making yourself look like you're righteous when you're not the righteousness we're talking about is the righteousness that he gives he has to give us his righteousness and when we are wearing it our lifestyles will begin to reflect the fact that he is making us better people and we are becoming more and more like him mm. we need to fully understand that the minute we employ or we wear anything else especially self-righteousness or the worldly righteousness it is like filthy rags in the eyes of god so if we want to be clean and we want to look right just like how when you're wearing your clothes you want to wear nice clothes that are clean that smell great you have to put on the righteousness of God and anything else is filthy in his sight. So good. Second Corinthians 5 and verse 21 carries the, the idea that God made him who knew no sin to become sin for us that we may become the righteousness of God. And maybe you are listening today and you're like, man, how do I become the righteousness of God? Christ made it possible. When you receive Jesus Christ in your life and believe that you have been forgiven of all your sins and you begin to receive, that's what we're talking about, just receiving him in your life and saying, I've received the righteousness of Christ. And when you have allowed the truth to settle deep in your heart, you can now then begin to put on righteousness on a daily basis where yeah. your thoughts and your behavior, your speech, everything begins to line up according to the uh, wardrobe that Jesus has already given us, which is his righteousness, which can, which brings us to the last one, which is humility, babes. Uh, how important is humility uh, for us as Christians? Before I go on how important it is, just to say that the world is full of so much pride and pride is constantly knocking on our doors. It's like a garment that is just flowing in the atmosphere and looking for a landing space. And if we just give it the time of day, it will come upon us. And without even knowing, we are wearing pride everywhere we go. And now humility is very important because it is the nature of Christ. In everything that Christ did, he exemplified humility. He was humble to the point of even dying. So we just want to pick it up from Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 where he says in your relationships with one another have the same mindset as Christ Jesus who being in every nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. So the reason why it emphasizes that even death on a cross is because the death on a cross in those times was considered to be the worst, the most gruesome, and a death that was uh, relegated to people that were criminals. So it was the death of a criminal. So being God, he humbled himself to that level where he said, I will come not just as a servant, but I'm willing to even die the death of criminals. And many people in everyday life, we get very upset when people treat us wrong, when they undermine who we are or when they declassify us. So, and we want to prove that I am more than what you say I am. And we have these statements that we say like, oh, do you know who I am? Nobody mm -hmm. speaks to me like that and so forth and so on. We are not willing to be humble and just say, well, if that's what you think of me, that is also fine. Jesus Christ was willing to be uh, ridiculed. He was willing to be spat on. He was willing to be flogged and all those things, even though he was God, simply because he was humility itself, humility personified. 
So good. I like what you said. Humility comes as a direct result of us knowing who we are. Jesus Christ knew who he was. He knew that he was God. He knew that and yet he humbled himself. Here's the thing. Unless you know who you are in Christ, you are going to struggle to humble yourself. You cannot lower yourself to the lowest level if you don't really know who you are. And so one of the things that I want to just use, you know, just as we prepare to uh, conclude this conversation, Reds, is this. The first two, love and righteousness, Jesus just gave us his love, his righteousness. Humility carries this idea of we actually need to give up certain things. So I think this is a good preparation to what's coming uh, in the next couple of days as we continue this conversation. Because for us to effectively put on Christ, it means we have to put off certain things. And I like what you said, that the world has already clothed us with a garment of pride. By default, people are arrogant and full of pride and so in order to put on humility you have to put off pride and so this uh, last attribute carries this idea of the ongoing process that every single day there are certain things that you need to put off in order to put on and that's what we're going to be talking about in the next couple of days any final thoughts and yeah just coming to the whole thing of humility because it is a big thing humility is an identity more than anything else and when you know who you are you know that you're an original there are no uh, mimics of you there are no replicas of you there's only one you so you are the original original Justin Doro. There can never be another one. Anyone else is a fake. And in this world, we are surrounded by so many fakes. Mm -hmm. And because there are so many fakes, we are constantly chasing after those things. So like pride, pride is good. So many children, the Bible says in the book of Job. And so because it's got so many children, those children are fake. They are the opposite of what God says and who God says we are. So when we come to know who we are in our identity, we realize that we are the original. So if you just know the original, there is not much that you need to do because there's only one original. So if we know who we are in Christ, our true identity, and we put on the nature of humility, There is nothing people can say to us that would cause us to be less than because we know we are the original and we wear the mantle of humility. Finally, I just want to say to all our podcast listeners, if you are a born again believer, if you consider yourself a Christian, it's time you clothe yourself like Christ. Put on the Christ brand, as we were saying. And this is not optional. You cannot be a Christian and be wearing the world. You can't put on Babylon clothes. If you're wearing the clothes of Babylon, if we're time, we'll talk about, you know, Daniel and how he refused the things of Babylon so that he could really stand out as a Christian. And I think it's about time that we see Daniels arising from our generation, young men and women that are actually saying, you know what, I refuse to be clothed Mm -hmm like yeah. Babylon. I refuse yeah. to, to wear that mini skirt just because that's what everybody is doing. Is I'm, yeah. I'm choosing to put on Christ on the inside so that my outside nature can look more like him. Yeah, and coming to that whole thing where you say that it's not an option. You have to put on Christ because there's going to be a day of reckoning that is coming. It reminds me of the parable that Jesus spoke of where he was talking about the wedding banquet where people had to be dressed in wedding garments and there was someone who snuck in and he was sitting at the table and he thought he got away with it. He didn't have to put on the same garments as everybody else. Um, When he was seen, they said, friend, how did you get in here without wedding clothes? And then they chased him out and they threw him into a place where there was anguish and gnashing of teeth. So the same thing with us, 
putting on Christ is not an option if you're a Christian. And if you think you can go through life wearing the brands of this world, there is a day of reckoning that is going to come and it's going to expose you. And in the end, you are going to be left out in the dark. Whoa, that's a drop mic moment. Hey guys, you just heard it. A day is coming. If you are a Christian, there is a day when Christ himself Mm. is going to say, Hey, my friend, I gave you a full wardrobe that is Christ-like. And why is it now on the day of the wedding, you are not wearing wedding attire? Yeah. That's really good. And yeah, maybe you are not a Christian and you are just listening to this broadcast. I want to say to you, it's very, very important for you to put on Christ because this is the only way you can clothe yourself from your spiritual nakedness. It doesn't matter what you think you are or what you think you have. If you are not putting on Christ, you are still naked. You are still in your sins. And one day your nakedness is going to be exposed. You might think you are clothed right now. You might think you you are wearing all the Gucci and all the things, but one day, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, your nakedness is going to be exposed. Yeah, and in closing, I just want to say, we live in a world that is so concerned about outward appearance, and we want to wear the best and be in fashion and so forth and so on. I think as Christians, as the sons and daughters of the living God, it's time we concerned ourselves with how we are dressed spiritually. It's time we concerned ourselves with who we are dressed, because those are the garments that remain at the end of the day. So good. Well, babes, I am so glad that you decided to join me for this conversation. And I'm looking forward to the remaining four days as we just continue to unpack this whole idea of putting on Christ. And if you are listening to us for the very first time, I really want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. Stay tuned. We still have a lot of growth content coming. Don't miss tomorrow as we continue this conversation. 